face the world with Cetaphil. Get your dermatologist recommended Cetaphil for a great price at Chemist Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. I couldn't have said it any better myself. It most certainly is the House of Aths. Johnny Steph, Cam Luke, Chemist Warehouse, your text. 043398 right around the nation. Let's talk athletics. Johnny, is it is it Johnny Bin Stephenson? Are you back in Bahrain? <laughs> yes, I'm back in the Middle East, Cameron. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, but I will be home soon, which will be also exciting, man. Uh, obviously coming down to uh, do all things Chemist Warehouse. Ooh, and obviously yes. the spring racing car. We'll do a little bit of car racing up in the GC mm-hmm. as well. But um before we get started off in the week, uh, Cam, I did mention a little bit of horse racing yeah. coming up. Mm. And um, I did reach out to my boy. For the you listeners, did. I reached out to my boy, Cameron Luke. I mean, I like to see he's an astute horse advocate and punter yes. and understands the game quite well. Mm. And Steph wanted to have a little bit of a flutter. So I thought, hang <laughs> on a second. Let, let, let me text me, boy, and say, hey, champion. Step me through the tips. Now I'm thinking I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting the inside running. Yep. I'm getting mail from the great Cam Luke. Yeah. I scroll <laughs> on the Instagram and half of Australia's got this mail. Mate. And I'm like Hang on. I do a radio oh, show. I do a radio show that actually does racing six hours. What did you think I was going to do? Give you special tips and and lo- we've got four four million listeners. Did you want me to lie to them just so you get a little inside play? I would preferably you lie to them <laughs> and give me and give me the mail from you're my boy. Yeah, I, I'm not like, disagreeing oh, any of that. Come on, well, at least give me one tip. And then okay. what's worse, our other very good mate who's nah. part of the network, yeah. the dog. Yes, I hit him up. Yeah, and he, he gives me the same tips you gave me. He stole mine, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And, on this particular day, Ben Stephenson. They weren't worth stealing. It was a rough Caulfield Cup day for people who listened via SEN and the SEN Track Radio yeah, Network. I was it, actually it... getting to the point that I actually put my house on it. Always, I, I put my house on these tips. I thought my boy Cam Luke yeah. and my boy Cam Brown yeah. is about these tips. That got to be legit. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, I, and, I, and I went, uh, I ruled me all weekend. Kids were upset. They didn't get to go to the water park. Well, it was, it was, it was just, you, you really traumatised the Stephensons in the weekend, Cam. You and Mr. Brando. Two things. Firstly, I'll bounce back this week. I'll bounce back on Saturday Good and boy. I'll be in touch. And secondly, so champions my, do. my, 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 um, my uh, punting, or at least uh, friendly wager world, went to a whole new low on Sunday. So Saturday was really tough with the horse racing and uh, well-documented for people who listen to us on SEN and SEN Track. But on Sunday was the Melbourne Marathon. And my nephew is 12. And he's he's quite, he's you know, he's quite small. He hasn't got a great deal of meat on the bones. But he is someone who does not train. He doesn't do any running at all. He plays footy. He plays basketball like, you know, a typical 12-year-old boy. But... He he goes. I want to run. I want to run the five k. Says to his parents, I want to run the five k. So he's done no training. He's done nothing. And I said, look, brother, just take it easy out there. You don't want to get caught up. There's some good, really good young little athletes and young kids who are who are quick. And of course, it's not a kids' age group. It's it, it's all in. So you, you don't want to get caught up in the adrenaline, the momentum of running. Take it easy. And I said, what what time do you you want to run? He goes, I want to break 22 minutes. And I said, well, hang on, calm down. You don't train. You don't run. You just simply like, mate, if this is five k's. Mate, weren't you? Were you negative, Nancy? No, I wasn't being negative. I wasn't being negative. He's done no training. He just went in the run for something to do. 
for him. Just let him go out yeah. there and just make it happen. Yeah. Go so, on. so I, what I, happened? I, so I, I said I'll, I'll give you, I'll bet I'll give you fifty dollars if you break twenty-two minutes. All right. Please tell me he smashed it. Please. <laughs> Twenty-one seventeen. He ran. He was trekking at a three forty pace in the first two and a half. And I said to my sister, I said, "Oh, jeez." There was two things going through my mind. Firstly, I was going to drop a pineapple, and secondly, I didn't want him blowing up four k's in. But yeah, twenty-one. So he's 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 he ran a twenty-one seventeen. He oh, is now. Mate, you've had a shocker. Oh, I have, you and now and now shocker. he's he set his sights because my sister's running New York Marathon. There's a five k at New York. He's going to run that. Yeah. He wants to break twenty. So he's got the bug. He's oh, got the beautiful. running bug, Johnny, hey, which is great news. Mate. It's it only cost you fifty dollars, mate. Imagine if it was that easy. I know. How do you get kids in a sport? It's <laughs> an awesome is. story. He's in. Hey, uh, it got me thinking though, because the chemist warehouse Melbourne Marathon was outstanding. Just a big shout to our man Mario. Like seriously. Oh, he did fantastic. Ripped it apart. I reached out to him on Sa- on Monday. I spoke to him on yeah. Sunday and just said congratulations, great time, you know, whatever. And I spoke to him on yeah. Monday just to see how he pulled up. You know, he ran forty two k's. How'd you pull up? Yeah. yeah, man, good little recovery run this morning. He was back pounding yeah. the pavement no, Monday he's, morning. He's a freak, he, Mario. He, 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 he unequivocally admitted to me he's, he's addicted. Yeah. And, um, and, and what better addiction to have. And I know we always mention Mario because obviously we know him and, and, and he's been a big supporter of the show, yep. a big supporter of both you and I, Cam, and the sport of athletics, and we've been able to do some work with him. But shout out to the whole of the Chemist Warehouse. They've got a Chemist Warehouse Run Club, which goes out there and, and they all participate – um, and the, that club is growing, you know, every time I see photos on Instagram is growing and getting bigger and bigger. Um, Ilias that, that works at Chemist Warehouse as, hell, as well, I had a chat with him last week and I had a chat to him whilst he was leaving the gym. I just think this movement of how I think post COVID has been so important, right? This movement of people, um, encouraging one another, just people that are not in sport inclined or, or come from a great junior program um, that are really just been, you know, going to work every day that are, are now supporting each other. It's, it's now echoing in the community that how important it is to get out there and you can actually have fun by finding something that challenges you. Don't be scared of the challenge. And I think seeing Mario just you know, chip away at his own challenge, his own goals um, has been amazing. I saw his run splits for um, the Melbourne Marathon. And the first thing I said back to him, which I think he thinks I'm bloody crazy. I said, um, we've got to look towards breaking three three hours. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, and I'm like, mate, oh, hey, you, 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 the last two kilometers are lightning fast. Now, I'm not a distance pros expert, and, and there'll be people listening, and I've got, you know, good friends that are, that are, that I that are rate when it comes to coaching, you know, distance athletes. And, um, but it's just great. Like I said, just that, just that um, community feel. And that's the brilliance of athletics and what we're trying to create. Athletics Australia is getting people to recognise how important athletics is. Um, people like Wayne Larden with our rec running with yeah. the Sydney Marathon, getting that to be a majors. Um, it, the movement's happening, Cam, and, and it starts. You know, running is is always the um, uh, the foundation for all the sports, man. So it's fantastic. So we're always a prisoner of the moment, Johnny, or we got recency bias. So I, I don't know exactly how, and I can't remember how the Melbourne Marathon and the festival, all thanks to Kimmer's Warehouse, felt there on that, on that Sunday around the MCG. But it, it was pumping on Sunday. And you speak about the community. You speak about mm. the togetherness. There, the, running 
and recreational running, but from a lot of athletes we speak to, professional mm. running as well, has such a movement of people doing it together. Now, we, we've spoken at different times when, uh, you know, Faith Kipyagin broke the, the, the world record and, and, and all the girls in the race had a photo, and we spoke about that at length, mm. and there was, there was varying different uh, opinions on that. But that, that is something that is everywhere. Like, that is... Everywhere, the amount of support around the Melbourne Marathon, all 42 Ks, the 10 Ks, the 5 Ks, the kids walking the 3 Ks, the fact that everyone is there cheering everyone else on makes, I think, people want to get involved in the sport because there is not, yeah, it's not easy to jump if you're not a, a runner per se or you haven't been you know, exercising for whatever reason for for a little while. It's not just easy mm. to jump off the couch and do a K or 3Ks or 5Ks or 10Ks or, or God forbid, like our man Mario who did it and went all the way to 42Ks pretty quickly. It, it's quite hard to do. But the welcoming nature of the recreational runners and even above that, I, I think is something to withhold. It's a huge reason why this sport and this movement, both at the highest level and at the community level, continues to get bigger and better. And it feels like every week, Johnny, every single week it feels like it. I like to see. I, like, I, I agree with your sentiments, but I'd love to see. Like I, when I saw the closing, um, the finishing stages of the, of the Melbourne Marathon, you got one of the best stadiums in the world, and it was you know somewhat empty. I mean, I'd love to see us getting a bit more savvy. And my commercial mind gets on how hat gets put on, and I think you know, wouldn't that be awesome to sort of tie it in between an AFL game? And they'll say, oh yeah, but it'll it'll cut down on the participants competing in the Melbourne Marathon and then commercially lose money. But I still think there's timings that you could do. And imagine running as a, just an average punter running into the middle of the MCG around 90 or 100,000 people getting ready to watch an AFL game and you get that moment, say, an hour before. Now, I know it seems a bit out, out there to even think of that, mm. but it's just that's how you're going to get people yep. to, to participate because everyone wants a moment, Cam. Yep. In life, everybody wants a moment yep. and you want to be able to create that. And I think that's what people are getting out of these marathons because it's their moment with themselves. And I think the, the lead into it, they're building these little communities where they're meeting up, having coffee, training, meeting up on the weekend, talking. Um, and that's their psychology too, right? That's a lot of people's psychology how they deal with life is by talking with their friends. And most of the time, what's great about running is that it's one of the best therapists you'll ever get in your life, man, if you, if you start. It's really cool. And you know that, Cam, running. It's just got it's got a weird thing about it, which is after a run, you just feel better mentally. It's, it's very weird. And I was a sprinter, and I used to find running over half an hour used to be great for me. Um, even though I hated doing it, it was fantastic for me in my career. So I uh, couldn't agree more with you, man. I, I think I'm only going to see it improve and increase. And when, when, when Sydney Marathon becomes an abbot, I think, it's, I think you're going to see a huge, huge uh, spike and in increase in rec running, what we've already seen over the last 10 years. I've spoken about this on this show before, how it concerns me how much you and I actually think alike. and I, it, it, it worries me. In fact, it keeps me up at night, right? And this is, this is no joke. Before the show started, before the show started, I said to you, I've got an idea for you, right? I've got an idea. And this is my yeah. idea. And it's not the uh, Melbourne Marathon ending on grand final, well, 100,000 people there. It's actually on the back of next year, right? So the Paris Games, the Olympic Games, we're, we're getting these higher-profile athletes, you know, year in, year out, getting more recognition, more exposure, and, of course, financially trying to look for that little bit of edge, right? So by the time we finish at the Olympic Games next year, Johnny, Steph, you know, you know, names like, you know, Jess Hull, Stuart McSwain, Ollie Hall, uh, Lyndon Hall, they're going to be even greater household names, right? 
And it got me thinking, at half time of the AFL Grand Final, they have the AFL Sprint, right? They have the AFL Sprint where the players yeah. who haven't really hit the piss for four weeks get called back. And, no, and also, in all due respect to it, no one cares. It is a commercial thing that anyone in the ground doesn't really care for because they're too busy worrying about who's actually leading the game and could their team win a flag if you support the teams or if you're there and you're lucky enough to be there in any other sense, you're traditionally having a beer or whatever, right? So I was thinking, how about next year? And we're seeing mile races right across the world start to be held in really cool spots. Why don't we have a men's... Why don't, on the back of the Olympics, we have Chemist Warehouse jump on in and we have an invitational mile, one for the men, one for the women's at halftime of the AFL Grand Final in front of 100,000 people, right? And it could be the mm. end of the season. It's the end of their season with these Australian athletes who traditionally would, you know, pack it up. They might have Diamond League, all the rest of it. How about they come home and ran in front of 100,000 for 25K? Yeah, I think yeah, it's been done. I remember back in Perth, they mm-hmm. used to run the 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 professional leagues used to do it. So yep, um, they used to handicap the races and at West for the West Coast Fremantle games out there in Perth, and um, they work. They're good. I think it'll have. I, I don't know, Cam. I, I get where you're going with. It. I, look, any of these things, I hate knocking them back because our sport just I, needs to really reinvigorate no itself commercially. So you, you can never knock an idea like that back and say, "Nah, it won't work." You, you, I think we should be doing all of that. Mm-hmm. I think any time. If you're if you own a brand, if it's a shoe brand, a clothing brand, food brand, anytime you can get some Marcoms out there, you do it. True, right? So, I, so I'd be saying, of course, I think that would be a fantastic idea. Um, it, it, I, I think our sport, um, you know, I, I think our sport's a legitimate sport. We saw that in Budapest. No doubt. It's just, it's just, how do we make that now? But it's exposing it. But it's, it's exposing yeah. it to the people who may not necessarily be exposed to it. Which yeah, there would but be... you want to get, you want to get people, you want to get people. Um, at the problem with our sport, you want to get people buying in week in, week out. There's a narrative. There's a story. Mm-hmm. So when you watch AFL, there's a story. Absolutely. There's a narrative, right? You start the season with zero points, end the season with X amount of points. X amount of points gets you into a final series. Final series gets you into a playoff in to be able to play in the final. There's a story and people ride the wave over three or four or five months, right? In athletics, we don't necessarily have that story because it's individualized. So that's where Nitro Athletics, and I keep bringing it up, came because it, it was a team's concept. Absolutely. So you can pick up a team, follow the story, follow the narrative. I think more now, if, if you're talking about what you're saying with the yep. situation, um, a step to the right direction is working with AFL, working with NRL. It's no secret that now AFL is picking up distance runners to play AFL. Yep. It's no secret. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the fastest mile is 401 in AFL at the moment, right? Which is absolutely lightning fast for an AFL player. And he's an ex-track athlete. Uh, so why don't you make your summer season when AFL players are getting fit, make all the clubs participate in, in, in athletics throughout the season, well, no matter how good they are, um, and do some sort of crossover when it comes to fees and and let make adopt a club. So Sandringham adopts, you know, St. Kilda and, you know, a little athletic, Sandringham Athletics Club adopts St. Kilda. And, and what happens, you see all these AFL players doing athletics in the summer and then they, they, because they're getting fit um, for the, the season come the winter season when they play football. Um, and then people say, like, the NAB Cup gets in the way and, you know, injuries. And, yeah, I get it. But I'm saying I like to see the first movement be that. Then you start seeing those races and the mile races mm-hmm. in, um, at, 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 like, you know, you know the grand only, final the only, day or the, whatever day. The only issue that I would see with that, I like the idea of, of that. Absolutely 100% like the idea. The only issue is then the AFL players doing athletics would be the story, not our great athletes, I think. 
with the way no, that the media I, I, works I in this country. Over t- I, I reckon. No, I reckon. I reckon in the beginning it was the same with Nitro. It was like, oh, it's just the Bolt show, and then after. It, you know, after day one and mm-hmm. day two, day three, people realize it's actual competition. And we saw that with our analytics with Channel 7 and sort of, and the feedback mm-hmm. we we're getting, it was about the actual competition. I think that will happen where it'll become synonymous with our players in Australia, where you just know if you play AFL, you do track and field, which it should be that way. It's what it was 60 Absolutely. years ago. You, I'm, I'm you played you, football and, and you did swimming and you did athletics. Mm-hmm. I mean, you did, you did, because that's what's in all schools to this day. So I think. It's something where, you know, it also can keep the junior athletes fit as well that are in sure. clubs that maybe aren't, aren't inclined to staying fit because through the off-season because they, they're not a senior player. Um, and then also allows them to talent scout a lot easier. Um, it gives a better segue between athletics and, and AFL. So they don't feel they've got to pick one. They feel they can do both, which then gives us greater pool for when it comes Olympic Games time. If you do a great season in summer, and yes, you're meant to play for, for, for Geelong, um, but you, you're running as fast as Peter Bold, and hey, that, that's a great thing for our nation to have. It's a great thing for Geelong to say, hey, man, take the year off, go to Paris, win us a gold medal, and come back. There'll be a spot <laughs> yeah, for you. I tell you Don't what, Johnny, certain. you know the best <laughs> thing about you and I are? We are sometimes unrealistic, but there is no chance it's an not. AFL player is going to take a year off AFL to go win a gold right. medal at Paddy. But hang on a second. No, no, hang on a second. Because once the club says we'll pay you a salary, because it's nothing I, better to watch but, you as being a Geelong player winning a gold medal for our country and you are a part of Geelong I, Football I, I Club. I agree. I, but why would an AFL club pay for him to go to another sport? Or her when we because talk AFLW? Again, 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 because that sport helps him or her become the better football player and helps the marketing, communications, bigger sponsors, bigger pool of sports. It's a world sport compared to AFL. It drags international sponsors back in the club at Geelong. It grows both sports. I think, I think to me, it's a no-brainer. I, I, I like why where you that. I'm I'm not I'm not being I'm not being negative. I'm just I just it just took me by surprise where you were going, but I, I like it. Now we're gonna to get to a break. <laughs> and I think, I think what, sorry, let, before we get to a break, and I think yep. it even works better for our women in our sport because again, True. I think our women are have you seen that Diamond League this year, our our women outperform our men. I don't want to get upset me, no, but that's, I think out of ten people that, ten people that went to Diamond League final eight were that, women, I'm pretty sure. That's so been that's been happening that's been happening for a little while in this country. It's up to the males <laughs> to stand up and deliver. Hey, quick break for Chemist Warehouse, Sarah Billings is gonna join us next. <laughs> Face the world with Cetaphil. Get your dermatologist recommended Cetaphil for a great price at Chemist Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. Most certainly is. Johnny Stephenson, Cam Luke. You can get involved right across the SCN Radio Network, 04398. 1116. We, we might we might get back to that in a moment, Johnny Steph, but as always. Yes, mate. Superstars just join us on this show every single week, and this week is no different. We are talking another middle distance star because the, 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 the whole middle distance Australian scene right now is just jam-packed with them. Sarah Billings joins us on the show. Sarah, hello to you. Hi, guys. How are you going? Doing really well, thank you. How, how, how are you tracking it? And we'll get to the year in specific in a moment, but when you get to an end of a season, how, how are you feeling? How are you holding right up now? I'm going well. I'm back in Melbourne now, which has been good to be back at home, like settled into a bit of base training. Um, I've got a couple of races coming up in November on the roads. Um, But in terms of track racing, I don't think I'll be on the track till about January or February. So I've got a bit of base training to do for now. Hey, road running championships uh, about a month or so ago. So running on the road is something you're relatively familiar with recently. How do you find it? How do you find the road running compared to the track? It's a lot more lighthearted, I think. Um, 
a bit of the pressure is off. There's no clocks around the track telling you how fast you're going. Um, and the crowds are great. They line the streets the whole way. So, yeah, it's it's something that I haven't been a part of very much in the past because usually road running is for distance runners. So it's really exciting that now they're introducing some shorter distances into it. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. When you talk about the no clocks, of course, how, how do you go with that situation? So some athletes like it, some don't. It, it, it affects their pace. It affects how they're, they're rolling. How, how do you find it? Do you find yourself looking at certain certain parts of the run, looking for a clock there when you know that you see one every you know 200 metres on the track? I prefer it not being able to see a clock. Um, on the track, I try not to look at the clock. Mm-hmm. I deliberately look at the person in front of me or the track in front of me whenever I go past it because I think regardless of the – of what it says, it's kind of going to give you negative feedback. If you're going too slow, you'll probably panic. If you're going too fast, you'll probably panic. Mm -hmm. So um, I prefer to just race it. Um, I usually look at the clock with about a lap to go and yeah, kick it from there. Johnny Steph. Take it away, my man. Actually, we, on this show, Sarah, we actually this is we're gonna have to do this. We do this every week. Jo- Johnny believes that he's been in an athletics and Australian team with every single guest we have, and we haven't been able to find one that's actually married up. No, uh, no, gonna, no, there, there is not a chance in hell. No. There is not a chance in hell no, that no, you no. believe you and Sarah are on the same Australian team. We, we agree? No, 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 no. Good. No, this is the, this is probably the first one where I'm like, you know what? No, that was every other one, Cam. I'm being serious. Every other one. I, I know. Mean, That's the concern. You actually I've legitimately actually, thought I've you, believed it. you and Lyndon Hall were on the same Australian team. She's 20 years younger <laughs> than you, man. I swear. We are, no, I swear. Because there's been moments of time that I'd be like doing other official stuff at yeah, a championship. And I'd be in a warm-up track and I'd just automatically get that feeling like, we were there, like, you know, they blur into one can. And I can't help it, mate. I made so many Olympic teams. I can't help it, mate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> have, you got something, I, um, have you got something to ask our great guest? Of course. <laughs> I mean, I, I've got the greatest question ever on the show. Here we go. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, Sarah, talk us through our World Championships, um, you know, this and, and Olympic Games coming up next year. They, 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 I, I feel like post COVID is all sort of blurred into one. I mean, we just had championship after championship after championship. How has that helped your psyche? Um, has it made it easier for you, obviously, being on the junior side of your career, um, to, 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 to feel like I've got more chances to make Australian teams? Definitely. I think having, like, it's felt like, like you said, that we've had one every year. And so every mm. year there's more opportunities, there's more places to make a team. Um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough team to make next year, especially in the middle distance events, male and female. Um, but I think it just makes everyone else level up and yeah, have to improve their times as well. So it's good. So how do you prepare for that? I mean, I remember when I used to run so long, long, long ago, there was a period of time where there was, you know, in the 400 meters, there was six guys who could get the qualifier and, and, um, and 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 I think the only choice you could make is to think you're the very best. Uh, is that something how you prepare now going into when you see the caliber women in your event, not only domestically but globally, to go? You know, I've got two choices here: one, I can hope, or two, I can just believe. Uh, which 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 of those options do you approach the sport in? So I like the belief option a lot more. I think um, as soon as you start believing in yourself, things sort of fall into place. Um, I think hoping isn't quite enough. Um, I think you've Mm. got to back yourself in 
back the training that you've done um, and I think it'll take you a lot further. How is your confidence in your body right now, Sarah? You've had some injuries over the years, been well documented, and uh, like, is it is it easy to 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 have that complete confidence in your body, not failing you when you're in great form and you're starting to run well? It's I'm becoming more confident, sort of with every passing week and month that I can um, of training that I can string together. Uh, it took a very long time to get to that point. I still. Even in May, I had another scan thinking another injury had come back. Um, it's something that goes through your mind all the time. Uh, but it's important, important to remember it when you have like a lot of months of consistent training. It's important to not get too far ahead of yourself. So it, I think it's good that I am constantly thinking about it, constantly trying to make sure I'm not doing too much um, and doing the little things that help me to injury-free in the first place. Well, we're a glass-half-full show here at uh, Johnny, Steph, and I, but has it, has it made you mentally tougher, do you think? Like, all the, the crappy stuff you've had to go through, has it made you mentally tougher? Are you able to find some type of bright side around it? Definitely. I think you learn so much about yourself, um, what you're doing, your sport as well. Um, a lot of my injuries happen, happened during COVID, which was a good thing in a way because there wasn't much happening, but it was also pretty hard because in Melbourne, you weren't allowed to leave your home except to exercise or go to the shops. And I couldn't walk or run. So um, that was pretty tough, like having to be inside cross training on a bike, um, not leaving my house. So I think, um, yeah, I, I've got a lot uh, stronger mentally from it. Um, but yeah, again, you don't really, I don't, you don't wish upon anyone no. either. You could have just done what Johnny Stephenson did and just move to Thailand when COVID hit. One of the most remarkable things I've ever heard. Hey, Johnny, how are you going in lockdown? Right. I'm moving to Thailand. I'm coming back. It's just temporary, mate. It's a nice home. I like, I liked it out here. I We put this show together, Sarah. We haven't, we haven't been in the same room once. We're in a show 24. He's in Bahrain today, for crying out loud. I'm in beautiful wow. Melbourne. It's a gorgeous day, and he's in Bahrain at 9 in the morning. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it's, it's, it's the perks. It's the perks, Cam, of, of working with SEN, mate. Very so much hard so. we work. We can work anywhere. <laughs> that um, but you Sarah, can. tell me, looking at looking at your your career from when you started and when you officially started getting results, say back in 2012, 2013, it, it can't look like you had a bit of talent sprinting. How did you decide? Okay, uh, you know, I'm going to go into sort of the the longer distances. I can give you my story and how I, I always say the event finds you right you don't really yeah. find the event um but is that something you feel really helps you now having that speed as a junior sort of taking it up into the eight and mile and 15 yeah definitely um speed is a very good power to have um i think it can give you more confidence towards the end of a race to know that you can switch gears um and it gives you more flexibility in how you can race as well um yeah and i was kind of forced into the longer distances in a way I had an injury to my nerve in my hamstring when I was 17 or 18 I think and it kind of I responded better to the longer distance work um so yeah that's why I decided to move up to the 800 because I found I could handle the training a little bit better well, that's such a good story, Cam, because you know, I, I, I actually, you know, sympathise with with Sarah because I used to I long jumped when I started. I never wanted to run the four hundred. Oh, wow. It was the worst. 
yeah, Sarah, I thought it was the worst event in the world, right? And I was, I did long jump for six weeks and I hurt my quad and they couldn't figure out why my quad was sore, wasn't torn, like might have been nerved, but I was very junior novice and didn't have really have the experts to tell me exactly why and I ended up running the 400 by default and the rest is history. So I think that is probably a common story, Cam, with a lot of athletes mm. where, again, the event finds you because of some reason of injury or, or your growth spurt or, or you have a good day of that event and, you know, people identify you can train better. So it's cool to hear in that, Sarah. Yeah, definitely. I think physique comes into it a lot. Like you look at the high jumpers as well and you're like, oh, mm. you've got to be born to do that. Um, yeah. It, well, it's the same. Has that changed for you? Sarah, has your physique changed? Because that's something I know for distance, especially for historically for distance women, that's been a really, really integral part of their performance. And at, at some point it can get, you know, quite serious for them. Is that something that you you find that you have to really pay attention to? more so just making sure that you're staying healthy um i think is the biggest thing through your training um that's like the main concern make making sure you're eating enough to fuel Mm. all your training and feeling good from that um and that's something that i've really had to learn going from the sprinting to the distance uh side of things because i didn't really know what the fueling demands were for more longer distance training um, so yeah, that's definitely something that probably contributed to a lot of my injuries, but something I had to learn, um, along mm. the way. And it, it, it's a huge thing, um, in junior athletics as well, that I think is being talked about more, but, um, there still needs to be so much more education on, um, like the nutrition side of running. And like, you see so many juniors yeah. running so much at the moment. Yeah. They're running. Oh heaps. man. It's They're, crazy, yeah. Sarah. It's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah, just yeah. seeing the workload these, sorry to cut you off, Sarah, but seeing the workload a lot of the young junior, which is, it's such a double-edged sword because it's nothing better than seeing them enthusiastic and being out there. Um, yeah. But knowing as a pro athlete, knowing what you've gone through, I was never a junior, Sarah. I started running when I was 20, 21. So right. I never really yeah. could suffer from burnout because I started so late. Um, for someone like you that showed pro and talent as a junior athlete, you can definitely speak on this, is is how important, how much different the game is. And Cam and I talk about this often on the show, how different the game is. We're talking at a pro level, not so much physically, just mentally what comes with it emotionally and mentally it I, I it's just so hard people can't quantify and actually write it down what that means and it's great having you on the show talk us through talk us about if you have the similar sentiments to me or, or, or if i'm just talking shite <laughs> yeah no i think um mentally it re- involves so much more especially as you get older um it really does become a mental game that's definitely something i've learned in the last couple of years and like when when you're a junior, um, if you're, you know, racing all the time, training all the time, you use a lot of that mental energy at that age and you just become burnt out when you get older. Um, so I think, yeah, I like when I was young, um, my school coach was a great coach. He definitely erred on the side of conservative. Um, also the fact that I did sprinting, you were never running too much. So I think sticking to that. Hey, 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 don't, hey, whoa, no, whoa, whoa. no, 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 that's true. <laughs> that's true. I didn't say the intensity, yeah. the intensity is very tough, but the actual <laughs> mileage is pretty low. Um, yeah, I think that helped me in the long run and always wanting to do more, um, is better than, you know, 
doing way too much yeah. and doing other sports is great as well when do, you're young. Do, do you have a, do you have a mind coach or, or someone you do talk to about this type of stuff as you get a little older and mature and and have those conversations with someone that, that helps you work your way through certain things because there are ups and downs of every season regardless of how well an athlete's going yeah i um i sort of developed a relationship with um a guy who used to play football, Brett Stevens, and he um, has kind of played the role of like a mental coach for me over the past uh, year, which has just helped me so much. I think it's really good to have um, a voice that isn't sort of so involved. Like Mm. um, it's important to take a lot of uh, encouragement and advice from your coach, but it's also good to have someone who's, you know, removed from the situation um, and who's also competed at a high level as well. Um, And he's just helped me so much to simplify what I'm actually doing. Like you are just running as fast as you can for a few laps. And it's, yeah, it's good to sort of be brought back down to earth a bit. Um, I also have worked with a sports psych a lot for the last two years um, who helped me a lot through my injuries and, um, returning to sport after being injured for so long, which was um, a scary thing to do. But, yeah, he helped me a lot there. Just quickly, you said a few laps. What is it? Is it two laps or three and three quarters that you're looking at for next year? Probably three and three quarters. I still have a very soft spot for um, the 800. It's a great event. So I'll still run a few 800s and I'll, I'll put a few 5Ks in there as well. Um, Ah, Sarah, I don't like it. I don't like it, Cam. I don't well, like yeah. it. The Steph doesn't like, like it. The Steph. Oh, the, uh, Steph. the Steph would love to see Sarah dedicate to the eight, throwing a few more fours, bringing that speed in, using two years of endurance she's done as a massive base for Olympics and acting boom and giving them hell in Paris. That's the Steph score. But what, do, what do I know, man? I shouldn't be saying this. But that, what, do you, what do you reckon, Sarah? Is that a bit of is that an op- is that an option? I mean, I would take any event. Honestly, I'd love to run some more eights. Um, I think though, if you really want to be competitive on the world level, you've got to be running fifty for a four hundred or sub fifty. Um, you got to be moving. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know if I can quite be that quick. In 2012, 2013, how old were you, Sarah? Because I was never good at math. I got 32% I was, in my HSC. Um, 2012, I think I was 14. 14 years of age. Young Sarah yeah. runs 24 seconds for a 200, Cameron. Mm. I guarantee you now I couldn't run 24 seconds right now as a 41-year-old man. I, I, I guarantee so that as well. So, I guarantee so, that as so well. She, she's rolling. And she ran 13 seconds as a 14-year-old. But what I'm saying is, obviously, the speed is there. Put two, two 24s together equals 48 seconds, right? You add another two seconds. I'm just saying that's how you work the 400 out. They say a 1.5-second deficit for a male between your 200-meter personal best creates your 400-meter personal best. So, so let's give Sarah, say, three seconds, right? So she runs 48 plus three is 51 seconds, which means I'm sure now with the maturity that Sarah can run 51 seconds. Now, Paul, this is, the, this is my game plan. Guys, go on. work with me. Let's go, let's go on the journey with a step. So now Sarah runs 51 seconds. Boom, right? 400 metres comes through for an 800 and 400. Cruising. Plus, she's got the plus she's got the distance build up for the last two years. Boom, 800 becomes easier. Now, this is, this is, this is 
this is what I call the cherry on top. Here we go. Now my girl Sarah. Now my girl Sarah. <laughs> relay pool. Look at Australia four by four. Back, baby. <laughs> True. Two events now, Sarah. Two events now, you're in. <laughs> Boom. And then the speed of eight carries on to the 15. My girl's in three events there, Cameron. One, I like where your head's at. Two, you are a, a 4v4 relay Olympic silver medalist, so you do have a little experience in the event. And thirdly, you did once run an 800 metres and then tried to go with... Oh, who'd you try and go no. with? Uh, Dwayne Sullivan. Nah, that's uh, right. He blew, he blew you up. We threw, <laughs> threw 50 points. And I thought, you know what? There's no way you're taking me home, man. I'm going with you. And I blew up. I fell apart like a cheap suit zero that second lap. So I, all, I, I, do, I do understand what you're going through. And I say this in all due respect when I talk about my, my, my options in the sense I'm actually really um, alluding to how good you are as an athlete and what bandwidth you have all the way from the 200 all up to the 59. And really the world's your oyster depending on no matter what event you choose. So I know I'm being a bit facetious and cheeky, but I do think um, you've got many options out there and, and I'm sure you, you and your coach um, have discussed it many a times and I'm sure you guys will come with the best game plan to see you out there in Paris. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Sarah and her coach. Uh, I've got the better plan, Johnny, yeah. but I love the fact <laughs> you just came with it on the fly. <laughs> Sarah, thank you for joining. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to uh, see you fit and healthy back in the uh, the best city in the world in Melbourne and look forward to ch- chatting to you more Definitely. in 2024. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, guys. <laughs> the Canvas Warehouse, plenty more on the other side of this. <laughs> Face the world with Cetaphil. Get your dermatologist recommended Cetaphil for a great price at Chemist Warehouse. No, I, this I, I, is the house look, of ads. I'm not, I would never, ever shoot you down. But, gee, I tell you what, you made it seem simple. You made it seem very simple that Sarah can all of a sudden be a three-event Olympian. the worst relay member. We're a team. You've got to back me oh. in. When I come up with these harebrained ideas... You know, and this is a good one. This I reckon. I reckon Sarah's going to get off this call. I reckon the coach's going to listen. Yep. We're going to get a call next week saying, yep. you know what, we need you guys to consult. We need you, you and Johnny Steph. How, consult. How, what is your cons- <laughs> What is your consulting fee <laughs> in this aspect? Oh. <laughs> well, whatever I lost on those tips you gave me last <laughs> week, it'll start off there, Cameron, <laughs> and, then, and then we'll, hey, we'll work back. We'll bounce. We'll bounce there. back this Saturday and away we go. Now, now I wasn't shooting you down. I, I legitimately believe you had some merit in that. She's got a. She is a two hundred one eight hundred meter runner, so it's not out of the realms of possibility. Because yeah. once you are under two minutes, you're a huge opportunity to to be able yeah. to be there in the eight hundred meter. Oh, you know, definitely. At the Olympic Games. And she's quite young. And she's yeah. quite young. And, and her junior prowess and, and and her ability. I mean, if you if you have the ability to sprint, and you got fast twitch. You got it. That yep. doesn't leave you. God gives you that. So you know, you look at you look at from where she's come from at fourteen. Obviously, she's matured, and you know, she's she's just a good athlete. I mean, she's one of those athletes that really could. You know, she might not make it as a sprinter. I was similar. I might not make it as a 100, 200 meter runner, but I couldn't maybe do the eight or uh, 15. But the 400 is, and that's the beauty of athletics. You can find an event which can sort of work for you. Do she might be still trying to figure that out with her mm. coach, and, and sort of felt that way talking to her that she she understands her bandwidth, and I'm sure her coach does as well. And they'll find the best event for her. But it's exciting when you like that. I always like to be able to have options, Cam. If you, and she has the ability to run the 800, and she has the ability to go from the eight from four up to the eight. 
not 15 down to the eight, which most people like to do, mm-hmm. then I reckon you open up yourself for a relay. And Australia needs relay members in the 4 by 4 It's the best way to get a medal. It's the best way to get the most exposure to an international competition. Um, and especially in the women's. And historically, we had pretty, we had really decent 400-meter runners, two four-runners, more so than four eight-runners. So, um, you know, you've seen Tams and Lewis. She always used to jump from eight to, into the four yeah. and run in relays. And she's got a few relay medals there. And um, and also helps some indoors now that we've seen the indoor world records be ratified alongside the outdoor world records that helps as well i like to see female athletes go from four eight especially in women i think we could we got some really talented women that could definitely do that and especially people as talented as sarah looking at her bandwidth as a junior athlete and what she's been able to achieve as a senior i was gonna use the word neglect but that's way too harsh but does athletics australia or does australian athletics Somewhat mm. neglect the relay teams. Do you think? Do we do we put? Oh. Do we need? Have I hit a nerve? You, have I? You have I hit a you. nerve? I feel like Joe Pesci or Casino. You have I hit you. a nerve? Um, yeah, yeah, real strong one. Um, but it's one that we're working on. It's one that you know Andrew Fakeney definitely knows. Yep. Um, and he's working his backside on at the moment to rectify. He knows. I mean, and it's something which. Which is, is it, an, is, it no a, doubt. is it an athlete thing or is it a governing body no. situation? I, I personally think it needs direction, and okay. you have to blame the governing body when there's no direction. Yeah. That's, it's just the way. It's like it's like not. It's like your child who's eight years of old um, is is in trouble at school. You got to blame the parents. Mm. You're raising the child, um, and that's how I look at it when it comes to when it comes to the relay programs. And I and I just think it, it's a hard program to to contain. It's a hard program to to lead because you're dealing with. 24 individuals if you're taking two men's teams in the four by one and four by four and two women's teams in the four by four and four by one so you're taking 24 individuals and trying to make them a team it's really really difficult and then you got to get funding for that there's camps there's a number of moving parts but i do think it's an opportunity lost within our sport and it's something which has given me so much in my my individual career relays really gave me a hell of a lot and sally Pearson cannot deny this. The first team she ever made, she was on a relay in Paris 2003 as an observer, as a young 15-year-old or 14-year-old, um, alongside of um, Nova Paris, um, uh, Lauren Hewitt, um, Tamsin Lewis, um, and she was around these women, um, which then gave her exposure to the, to, to, to the world and allowed her to think big. So that's how important relays are, I believe, in the psyche and truly building the sport. Andrew Fakeney knows this, and he's working really hard at it, and, and I back him all the way in. Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely something which, which, we, um, which we have to come together. And I told him, I put my hand up to speak to all the young men and explain to them I was a selfish individual athlete that did not want to run relays, but I got three international relay medals um, that I'm very proud of. I think the only person in Australian history to have, have, that, have that whole set um, and you know, and if it wasn't for relays, I wouldn't have been the individual athlete that I was. So I definitely think for some events, um, the relays are, which which for the one and the four, you can be really selfish, really selfish, and still focus on what you're doing as an individual athlete. But the what you gain out of running a relay, man, it can really not only help you can really help the sport in your nation as well. Heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. We'll wrap it up next on the House of Ats. Face the world with Cetaphil. Get your dermatologist recommended Cetaphil for a great price at Chemist Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. You won't believe it. It is the House of Aths. You'll believe that. But uh, I have got my long jump world championship list here for you, Johnny Steph. Do you want to hear it? Do you want it or not? Do you want it? 
Oh, you want it or not? Does it? I mean, the you audacity of you, Cameron. The audacity. Of course, I want it. You ready? I want it. All right, you ready? I'm just saying. So this is this. Mate. Johnny Steph asked me to rank uh, world athletics best world championship long jumpers in the men's side. One, two, three, four. And you won't believe it. We're out of time. So all thanks to Kevin's Warehouse. We might get into it next week. <laughs> Our podcast, the show. Johnny Steph. Hey, I've got better tips for you on Sunday, mate. We'll speak then. See ya. <laughs> See ya, mate.